Broadcasting from New York, New York. It's Grant's Rants, Hollywood Talk. New Jersey Housewives rap, and we are ready to critique. Roni kicks off, we're talking the good and the bad. Bethany Frankel is more intense than ever. Tori Spelling's Instagram is chaos. Ellen takes zero accountability. What is her legacy? And Nicki Minaj clings to relevancy. That and more with Hollywood Leon right here. Let the ranting begin. I am joined by Hollywood Leon from Everyone is Terrible Pod. Welcome back to Grant's Rants. Thanks for having me. I'm excited to be here. <laughs> I, I, I hope that these topics are uh, at all interesting to you um, and because it's limiting, as I've been saying the last couple of times on this podcast. But let's start off with the Real Housewives of New Jersey. Let's get right into it. It's over. The season has ended. 13 episodes. My reaction is, thank God it's over. I'm done. How do you feel? I thought it was a really short season, but you know what I am enjoying? I'm enjoying Joe Gorga's feet to the fire. Like he's been chauvinistic for so long. It's time to it's time to turn the tables on him, if you know what I mean. But how real is it? I keep going back and forth. Like, am I being played or is this really like what Melissa is up against? Because she says things like, you don't know what I like. It's whatever you, you think I'm dealing with is like war could be worse. And then I also see them like smiling through scenes at each other. So like, what's real? As far as what they present together as a couple on the show, I never usually believe it because their stories are fake every season. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm leaning more presentation-wise, like outside of the group. I think everyone's just tired of the whole, you know, I think even Melissa said it on the show, the 1950s thing. Um, and I'm sure that does get old. So to a certain extent, I do believe that she's kind of over that. Um but I definitely don't really believe everything else, everything else they've presented on the show. You know what I mean? But as far as the, the whole season as um, a whole, I thought we started off with the great bang and uh, yeah, there's really not much left except, you know, go to the, this reunion and kind of expose the holes in the story. Do we know if it's three parts because they really don't need three parts for this. I mean, there's, there's nothing to discuss in my point of view. Like, I'm kind of done, to be honest with you. Like, I'm good. I don't need a reunion. There's no, I don't have any unanswered questions. <laughs> so I, I'm okay. Like, I mean, to me, I thought it was pretty lousy this season. But I give them a pass because, look, it's it's shot during COVID. You know, you wouldn't know by looking at this show. I mean, there wasn't a mask within six feet of a camera. But it's okay. I think, however, though, this is the most low-class city there there could ever be. I just think it's so low-end. And um, it's just, I don't know. I have to question, am I entertained? I still don't really know if I am. Um, I don't know. We'll talk about it with like New York, but I don't know. Did you, did you find yourself entertained this season? Oh my God, Grant. I didn't know that New Jersey was on your list this season. of the- <laughs> you, you know, know they all I'm are. Ju- you you know, know I'm an equal I opportunity am- hater. And you know what? I'm usually on board with you because I'm at that end of the spectrum as well with Bravo in general. But I have a soft spot for New Jersey. I really do. And it's just because it they are what they are. It is what it is kind of situation. And like you have to either love it or hate it. So 
as far as like New Jersey as a whole, I do love them, but I do feel like it was a little lackluster, but I, I think it started off great with the whole Jackie Teresa thing, but then Jackie tried to stretch it. And then of course everyone was like, all right, now we're on team Teresa again. We're over you. Um, but as far as everyone else, no one really brought anything, but the, as far as holes in the story, the only thing that I really want to talk about is stuff that kind of Jennifer Iden said that I was thinking as well. Like she she said, if Joe Benito uh, said it at the party and he knew about it, that means Margaret knew about it. So she's like, why is she going so hard to shut him down? Mm-hmm. And, I, and it's because she knew about the secret before. So I feel like it's going to be kind of nice to see that whole come out just because margaret was on my show and the way she kind of played it out to be um was not the way it was presented on the show so that that usually happens yeah that's the thing i would be fine with this if you know the card reader over there asks margaret what's happening with joe but and how that came to be but we know that it's going to be joe in the hot seat it's it's too much of the house husbands i would rather see this play out strictly with the women i the reason my my biggest problem with new jersey is having to look at these house husbands every week every other scene joe gorga driving story it's too much i don't care about him and i just i'm not into it so yeah let me know (laughs) let me know what the answer is i may or may not watch (laughs) People are loving the house husbands. I have to say they are. I know it's my unpopular opinion. I know. Yes. And you know what? I do enjoy them. I I don't want to see it every week, but I do enjoy every now and then the boys night, the boys perspective. You know, it's very chill here and there, but I also think it's also very calculated. Like Joe Gorga gossips, like he's one of the girls as well. You know what I mean? Yeah. If, if I'm going to take anybody's, really chill advice it would be like bill bill iden like he has to deal with jennifer iden and the fact that he's just so so level-headed and cool and you know still a prestigious surgeon while dealing with jennifer people love bill my sister and i cannot figure it out yeah what is it about oh my god i think he's great i don't know i just think he's great i don't know like i i she thinks he's very very she thinks he's very attractive do you think he's a handsome guy I do think he's attractive. I just, I, I like big, tall guys and he's a boss and tall and in charge and he's very cultured. And, and as, as someone that comes from, you know, the Latin culture, we love other people that are passionate about their mm-hmm. cultures. Um, even if it's kind of just very traditional, you know, it's like new age culture. And, and I, I like Bill. I like Bill a lot. Wow. Like these guys were scumbags in the, in the, <sighs> in the early days. Like what Frank did to Dolores, like, come on. Well, He's that's what I go back to pass. with Bill. No matter what, I mean, compared to the other men on the canvas, Bill does look like the biggest winner because, yeah, he's not Joe Gorga, Frank Catania level stupid. So, yeah, I, I get it. I mean, compared to the other people in the room, you know, yeah, I can see the attraction to Bill in that sense. But let's go through these housewives and just briefly go through them. New Jersey housewives, what they contributed this season, because I might, again, filling in blanks, I might have missed something. But um, so let's start with Dolores. Um, David, okay, so the story continues. What's new? What happened? What's new? You know, Nothing. J- Joe Gora called her broken. She's renovating her house. Am I missing anything? Nope. Okay. Uh, Jennifer, her parents aren't speaking. They're still not speaking. And then they they cooked up this heavy drinking storyline. Am I missing anything? The heavy drinking story is like stupid because obviously 
you could tell she doesn't drink every day at home. That's why when she goes on, the, that's why when they are filming and she does have one drink, all of a sudden she's hammered and running her mouth. So I don't think it's a drinking problem. I think it's more of just a problem, um, not like a drinking problem. It's more like you're just a party problem. Yeah. If you know what I'm saying. But as far as her and the mom thing, I am intrigued. She shouldn't have gotten in the middle. That's all I have to say about it. Because now no good deed goes unpunished. And I actually, I've gotten so much of the good deed punishment in like the last 10 years of my life. I'm like, I am done doing. Yeah, I understand. I get that. Yeah, no, I will credit the whole show, Jennifer. That story with her parents was seemed to be very real to me. It, I was interested in it. It was what was really happening in her life, in her house. So I'll give them some credit for that, for sure. So yes. I'm not mad at that. Now, Margaret, I, I sat here. I know she wrote a book. I can't think of a thing of what her storyline was other than that renovation. She really didn't have one other than like kind of mediate what was happening, occasionally fight with Jennifer. It was more about like, you know, that, you know, like when Erica Jane first came on and then like everyone loved Erica Jane and then she started, you know, well, let me take advantage of the fashion and start doing a bunch of things. I feel like Margaret is in that phase where she's like taking advantage of the platform and like the exposure. So she's like book, you know, uh, house and presentation and new weave and it's uh, mm-hmm. i feel like so she's in that new phase 15, i feel I like think. yeah but it's like you still got to contribute storyline wise like we i want to hear about what like you're still not talking to your kids like i want to hear about you joe and jan and like you know give us more there's more than just you know exposing your mom like <laughs> right you know? yeah who well, i like, love the mother the book, but yeah i love the book but even like with the mom you have to like really look at it from afar and realize that she's kind of thrown her mom under the bus a couple times. Like, cause her mom's like, I thought we've been good for 20 years. All of a sudden you're bringing up this book and saying you never felt safe. And it's like, yeah. mom, I got to do something. There's nothing else happening. And, and, and I agree. There really isn't nothing else happening. Yeah. The, I expected more from Margaret this season, just say the least moving on to Teresa, who always swallows the show whole. Um, I have never cared less about Teresa, especially now with this new boyfriend. I'm so not invested. Um, I know there's a lot being said about him and their relationship. I got to be honest, I don't really care. I don't really care about her investment property or if she sells the house or not. I'm kind of done with Teresa's story. We sat through it for how long? Yeah. So let's talk about him then. He's weird. And his face is really red. And I low-key heard he was a Scientologist. Like, oh, no. really? That's mm. like I did get some what? Grant Cardone vibes from him. I don't know if anyone listening knows who Grant Cardone is. He's a big Scientologist who is an other media personality who had a show called Grant Rant. And um, oh my god, <laughs> yes. Yeah, so if you Google me, you'll find him probably, or Google him, you won't find me because of the algorithm. But um, yeah, <laughs> I got similar vibes, just to say the least. Oh my god. Well. Even okay, so like I can deal with a red face, like whatever. That's just like your alcoholism. Um, I could deal with the weirdness, that's just like who you are. Like, if you're you know that age and like still single, there's already a red flag that has to come out eventually, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. But the Scientology thing, I'm just like, oh honey, if that's true, Teresa, run for your life and hide your money, girl. 
Mm. I have to wonder why this man of a particular age is not only is he on TV, but they, he signed or the kids, his sons signed clearances for their faces to be shown in that picture they showed on the finale. That is strange to me. I feel like a man of that age would want nothing to do with this project, would not want to appear on the show, or he'd do it as like a one-off favor, but not like doing, I I think it went too far. It's questionable to me. I don't understand Mm. what his motivation is. Well, the motive isn't good or pure if you put it that way. I I didn't know that. I kind of have an opinion about that as well. Even Teresa said it on the show herself. She was like, I can't trust people. I don't know what people really want. And I'm like, well, girl, he's very happy to be on TV. That usually is a red flag right there. And you know what? Teresa's an easy target for people with an agenda. I mean, if you just, you know, tell her all the right things, buy her some gifts, sleep with her often, shower her with your presence. I mean, that a narcissist or somebody who can come in there and easily manipulate her, she's like a target for that, unfortunately. So I hope I hope we're both wrong. <laughs> Who knows? Now, moving on to Jackie. So yes, we'll credit her. The fight in the first episode, the analogy went strong out of the gate. But then after that story wrapped, I mean, she was barely even on the show in the last three weeks. So what's she got going on? Well, I get she was really recovering and can probably completely terrified by Teresa. <laughs> But, you know, she does come back with these little jabs that you think are just going to be little jabs. But she kind of like, you know, she kind of knocks the wind out of you with like, oh, did you learn that in jail? But then she does kind of run and hide after that. And then she cries. So I don't know. With Jackie, I, I really have such a fickle relationship with her, unfortunately. Um, I think her husband is probably the best part about her. Um, I, I just I, and it's not that I just want to like talk about him in a way where i'm like oh he's so attractive let's let's just exploit him because i find him physically attractive i like him as a person because he's like a former fat guy who is now hot and like really hot not just like run of the mill when you get skinny your attractiveness comes out like he found his like inner hotness and i'm just rooting for him i like him i i wish he had more blowjobs in his life (laughs) i like the two of them I like the two of them. I don't mind them, but people really hate Jackie. I'm fine with her. Whatever. I mean, that's just whatever. Uh, She's like a very, very timid version of Bethany to me. She's like a very Hmm. timid, boring, bland version of Bethany. (laughs) Like if we put Bethany in the microwave and all the juice came out of her. I am surprised. Yeah, I'm sorry. I don't disagree. And I'm surprised that Jackie is still on the show, to be honest. But Lastly, Melissa, again, we talked about the fake storylines, this thing with Joe. Is anyone really that invested? I don't want to see them get divorced, but I also don't want to be manipulated. And that was the first thing that they did when they promoted the show was like, are they on the verge of divorce? And so, like, you know, if you're going to play like that and that's not true, then I don't have much respect for it. So I don't really know what to say about her other than we know Melissa's not going anywhere. Bravo favors her highly. She was there at that mashup trip. So with Melissa, that's what she just you get you get her same way you get yeah. Teresa, whether you want them or not. And think about it. She's like a dream come true cast member. She does her job on the show. If they ask her to like, oh, you know, rouse some, fl- some feathers up with Dolores, she'll do it in her own Barney Disney way that doesn't 
really go anywhere. But at the same time, she's invested with the relationship with Teresa. She's there to do her job. And then she gets off the show and she doesn't do any spoilers. She doesn't do any podcasts. She's not one of the people running around that you have to worry about saying something crazy. Oh, we're going to find her. She went on true, a true. and talk. You know what I mean? She's just like a perfect Bravo, like teacher's pet in my opinion. Yes. A good little soldier over there. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. And you know, we're all about the takedown of Bravo. We're like, no, shake this, <laughs> shake this building up. Yeah. I, yeah, I don't know what else to say that Melissa, um, like I said, we're going to be stuck with her no matter what, but now though, this, this show really needs to mix it up. I don't think anyone's leaving, but it looks like they're going to add someone as a rumor of one or two housewives being added. I don't know. They, this cast has been strong for a while, but it's now getting tired. It needs to be mixed up. There's a rumor that there's this new housewife, Aikisha Holly Colon. I could be pronouncing the last name wrong. It's C-O-L-O-N. So I don't want to call the woman Colon, but that might be her last name. But they need it. She's the, the wife of a former football player and um, a woman of color, it looks like. And I hope that um, they can add her in because they really need a new catalyst or just some type of new ingredient to the show desperately in my opinion hmm we'll see i do agree with the strong casting i think they bring it enough every season i don't know if i want to see um you know a new cast member per se like i feel like when you throw in someone so spring i mean so brand spanking new it, it like look what look what's happening on on roni like i know we're gonna talk about roni eventually but i just yeah, don't go think, there now yeah you have to, I feel like you have to kind of search with the friends around the friends kind of thing. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like you've got to like see who they're hanging out with and see who you can bring in organically. Because when you throw a whole brand new piece into the puzzle, it sometimes we're just so distracted. It doesn't really work. Like Roni is not working for me right now. And it's already lackluster in general. But now throw in um, Ebony, who is great as a person, but... To throw it in with the New York Housewives, I don't know if that's going to work. Well, that's the thing, though. Like, these, we're talking about predominantly white casts. They want to be able to bring in people of color, which is great. But like you said, they don't necessarily fit organically into that group. They're not longtime friends like Dorinda, who was friends for 20 years with Luann, whatever. So, but if, but if that's the vehicle of being able to add diversity into these shows, then sometimes it might be worth the gamble of just putting someone in and seeing if they thrive and gel with the group. And what do you do? You know, someone like Ramona isn't going to have like a bunch of multicultural friends that want to appear on the show that are of means that, you know, like are going to play ball that Bravo loves. And so, I mean, you know, what do you do? So in this case, this woman, I don't know anything about her, but she could just be kind of plucked and brought into this group. um, But it does add a diverse element to the show. So what do you do? You know, I'm all about the diversity. Like, I'm never going to speak out against diversity and stuff. But I saw a tweet recently that kind of resonated with me. And it was a person of color tweeting about, um, always like, now the way that they're including us is, like, now we're the teachers. And it's like, you know, you, you, you we have Atlanta, which is all Black cast, and we love it. It works. It's just it it works. Mm-hmm. And then we see what's happening with Ebony on Real Housewives of New York City. And it's like are we really going to get to know Ebony or is she going to go in there and be like a teacher? Like, Oh, we got to teach these white women, um, you know, how to say the right things and like not be 
um, ignorant and stuff. And it's like, are people of color just going to be like the new teachers? It was, it was a tweet very relevant to that. And I'm like, I understand that. Like, who wants to come in and always be like the one that's like, oh, that that's not right. You have to say this. And it's like, can I just be myself? I don't want right. to be a teacher of white privilege you know what yeah, i mean yeah it's I don't not know. ebony's job yeah it's not her job to educate them i get it but also yeah. she's very open even like with good morning america that she's using this as a platform she wants to be able to use her voice to i don't want to use the word educate but to be able to have these discussions so it's you know something that she's willing to take on well, but good. i understand on a bigger i understand at a bigger scale like yeah it's not their responsibility to the same way in like the gay community it's not or a job of a gay person to get other people to get on board with their lifestyle. So, That's all I'm saying. Like, I'm not yeah. trying to take anything away from diversity or inclusion. It's like, we just got to look at the bigger picture and you hit it on the, the head uh, with the gay thing. I'm like, I've experienced that so many times, so many, so many times. And it's like, I'm not going to be your friend. So you can have like the sassy gay friend. I'm not the mm -hmm. sassy gay friend all the time. Like, Honey, I am way past that. I'm you're gonna you're gonna get some realness is what you're gonna get. So if you want that 30s realness, <laughs> come hang out with me. You know, it's pretty yep. terrible over here. <laughs> I've got and since I've moved, I've been gotten so black and white with everything. Like I I'm becoming Bethany, I think, in certain ways. Oh dear God. But like, yeah, I'm like, what are we doing? How much time is this? What's the point of this? Like I am getting to be like so quick and like no time, no patience. And um, I think it's just like, I'm just embracing it. I don't know what to say. That's just kind of like my new mentality is like, what are we doing? Let's go. That's what, hap that's what happens as you get older, honey. That's why I always say, yeah. if you don't have nothing nice to say, come sit by me. Come mm -hmm. sit by me. Well, let's talk a little bit more about Roni because I want to get your thoughts and opinions. We've talked about it. My opinion is the cast is too small. Uh, this was not the time to cut someone like Dorinda would love her or hate her. It just creatively, it just wasn't the right time to do that. Um, however, I'm still entertained. The episode that I just watched episode two ended and I was kind of like ready for more. So that's, that's encouraging. I'm encouraged, but a little concerned at the same time because there's, they're not doing anything out in public and it's five people and that gets tiring quickly. Yes, I agree. It's just such a small cast. It it feels like we're waiting for the we're waiting for people to show up. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It's like, oh, they're all sitting it? on the table. Who are we waiting for? And it's like, no, that's it, honey. Yeah. I feel like Dorinda did need a season off, but I feel like she is needed. She's just such a good housewife. You know what I mean? It is what it is with Dorinda. I love her. You know, even when she's bad, I'm just like, she's, I, I call her out. It's not like I don't. Yeah. They should have worked something out. They should have worked. I, know, I don't know if she would have came back as a friend, but they should have worked something out with more of a limited capacity or something because yeah, it's a, it's a loss and I'm sure production feels it as well and story and it's just not great. Leah McSweeney is not going to make Roni great again. Okay, no, honey? no. She's not enough to carry the whole show. Her outfits are terrible. I'm glad she got the nose job. It makes her face softer. It's less manly. Um, Ramona is as evil as she's always going to be. Um, I feel like the new L Lumona, uh, the, the new pairing of Luann and Ramona could be good. I feel like it's about time that Ramona has like, a good connection with Luann and treats her good. Like Ramona has never treated Luann right. Never. <laughs> even when she's, 
had her like big moments where it's like, you know, we have to celebrate Luann at some point. You know what I mean? It's like, no, she's never wanted to do that. And everyone knows how I feel about Luann. She's my favorite housewife because journey wise, she's had the best journey. Luann, best housewife of all time. That's all I'm saying. I enjoy Luann. I'm so glad she's still on the show. I do like that we've got three of the more legacy characters, and then we've got two new heads, new faces. I like that we have some new people here. Too small. They should have expanded. But not only that, this show has such history now. There should have been maybe someone brought back. Um, and I know that we're going to have to see Heather, which is fine, but like that's like she's there for like five minutes, like I've been saying on a lot of different shows. So like that's not really enough. It should have been more. I just, I feel like, okay, like let's bring someone in from the middle. We've got the original cast, the new heads, and then we need someone kind of in between. So I would like to see more of Heather, but that's not happening. No, no, no one wants to see Heather. Heather really thought she was going to come back and like slide right in and everyone's going to be like, oh my God, we want Heather back. And it's like, no, Heather, you came in and you went right out the back door running from Leah McSweeney. Yeah, yep. So if you're going to go up against Leah McSweeney and she's going to make you run out the back door, oh, she's assaulted me. I'm like, you know what? Maybe you can't play with the big players anymore. Maybe well, you yeah, should just, go back to your little I, husband. I just don't know who else they would have gotten from the past to come on. I don't know who else they would have been down to do this. So it kind of had to be her. So, I mean, okay. It's if it's going to be for like, it looks like it's literally going to be like a scene. So like, okay, I guess, but it'd be, <laughs> and like, it doesn't, that, that's, it doesn't where, that's where we're lacking. Bad either. Like, it doesn't no, even seem I mean, like I don't know. Leah. Like yeah. Leah really gave it to her, but I guess we'll see. We'll see. But yeah, I mean, there's there's room for other people on this show. Lots, lots of room. And when you see someone like Heather come on for like a day, it's okay. Now what? It makes you a little concerned. So anyway, and I actually was like excited when um, <laughs> Leah joked that she was going to have a lease come because I was like, oh, great. <laughs> No, just a joke. Sadly, that's another one that I was just like, uh, Shannon Doherty's mom, Elise. She's just not working out for me. It's yeah. the really dark black hair. I just don't really trust her. <laughs> Before we oh, know, trans- go ahead. I'm just like, she reminds me kind of of like the evil Mariah, you know, when Mariah had black oh, hair in the Heartbreaker yeah. video. Yeah. Yeah. Like, she's, she's All she weird. does is talk about cryptocurrency on Instagram. Like that's her whole existence. So oh she's God. busy, I guess. Yeah, really. Uh, and these last moments before we transition out of this first part, um, Sonia and Josh flag. Are you following this on Instagram? This has really got me through the week. Honestly, I totally agree with you. I was like, okay, first of all, Sonia's here. Let's go find her. Second of all, I'm like, she is living her life right now you know sonia loves the hollywood glamour and that's what she tries to emulate every season and in the past and bring up uh, in new york style like new york glamour but right now she is living her hollywood glamour life she's like oh i'm at the beverly hills hotel oh i'm at the beverly hills after party in the mansions and i'm like yes you are honey you have a good time and let those beverly hills gays praise you yeah, for those who don't know, if you look at Josh Flagg's Instagram or Sonia's Instagram, there's like 
there's a storyline of her staying with him. It's not for any TV show. It probably should be, but it's, it's interesting to see these two worlds collide. Cause yeah, she's like more of a crazy mess than ever. And he kind of just puts up with it, but shades her to her face. And then apparently she like, just goes with her like magnifiers, like the big glasses to like the wine aisle at, at Rite Aid. Like, and that's what they do. It's, it's, uh, yeah. Why isn't this being filmed? Yeah. You know, it's Bravo's coming. Bravo's coming to an end. You know that's why they're like, let's pluck these and put them together. Let's do an all stars, honey. You got a new show right here at the tip of your hands, and you're not doing anything about it. It's called the Real House Guests, and you pair up Bravo former and current people, and you stick them in each other direct like wife's up, but they're in that person's house. Thank so like, you. if something breaks or if something happens, it's like there's stakes. They're not renting an Airbnb where if like, okay, like you broke a window, you brought production will pay for. Like, no, let's see these people rip up each other's homes. Let's go. But yeah, I mean, there's my million dollar idea. And and Grant and I will be executive producers on it. Thank you very much. That's yeah, a wrap. So we're taking ownership right here for the concept. So <laughs> note that. All right. When we come back, we have to talk about a lot more stuff, stuff happening in pop culture, including Bethany's show. I know it's been discussed at length, but not until we discuss it. So that and more in a moment. Now this. 